by you and I in a series of getting and staying healthy together. This is the mayor of the airwaves. We have Dr. Sinatra on the line. How you doing, Dr. Sinatra? I'm doing great, Red. How you doing? Good. How are things over there on the other coast? Uh, a little cloudy, but uh, not bad, not bad. Well, you need to come over here. It's sunshiny over here in Vero Beach. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, I was really impressed last week, Dr. Sinatra, with your son. Now, t- tell the folks about your son, if you would. Well, yeah, basically, um, he was a Wall Street broker. He lived in New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, in a sea of computers. And uh, he didn't realize, but he was electrosensitive. And about 5% of the world's population is electrosensitive. These are human beings that are, are sensitive to uh, the wireless frequencies. In other words, they're sensitive to uh, Wi-Fi, uh, computers, um, uh, basically um, baby monitors, uh, you know, cell phone towers. I mean, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. when the wireless radiation hits their bodies... Um, they get inflammation. And basically, um, you know, we live in the computerized age right now. And, uh, you know, as a heart specialist, I can tell you hands down, uh, uh, as a physician, that the number one reason that people see doctors today is because they have chronic, insidious inflammation going on in their bodies. Uh, But they don't walk into the doctor and say, yeah, Doc, I have inflammation. No. They, they walk in with all sorts of symptoms. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, and a lot of them are, are, are related to this invisible electromagnetic soup we live in. I mean, they could have sleep deprivation. They could have cardiac symptoms where they have skipped heartbeats. They can have anxiety or depression. They have high blood pressure. High blood pressure can be related to the uh, living in this invisible electromagnetic field. Tinnitus, you know. Red, there's so many people that have ringing in their ears, and they don't understand why. And you know, and again, a lot of it is the wireless technologies. The number one uh, symptom that people get from this is headaches. Uh, so if people have uh, a headache situation and they're not, you know, they don't get headaches frequently, but all of a sudden they're starting to get headaches. You know, headaches is uh, something that uh, you know can be a sign of uh, you know the. Uh, EMF uh, disturbed, what we call heart rate variability, or just living in this invisible electromagnetic field. So what what happened to my son Mm -hmm. was basically um, he he developed all these symptoms, and he had profound weight loss. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he went from 200 pounds down to 90 pounds, and uh, he eventually had to be transferred to a hospital and and treated with uh, IV medication. Actually, IV amino acids, uh, because he couldn't absorb anything in his GI tract. It was so inflamed. So, so basically, if, if we look at the causes of inflammation, and again, that's what brings people to the doctors. You know, what was causing what was causing this in your son, though? That he. Uh... Well, in, in him, it was basically the wireless radiation and, and the um, uh, and the electromagnetic fee, you know fields that you can't you know feel, see, or touch. But basically, they insidiously poison the body, and uh, this EMF can have an, an inexorable decline of the immune system, the endocrine system, the uh, neurological system. So all the symptoms, systems, you know, just decline. And these patients become nightmares for doctors. I have to tell you, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the doctors can't figure out what's going on with these people because um, they have, there's so many symptoms involved. You know, there's GI, there's, gastro, there's gastrointestinal, there's um, immunologic, there's neurologic, there's cardiac, and, and, and these doctors get overwhelmed. So it's just important to realize that, you know, we live in the computerized age, and uh, inflammation is what brings people to the doctor. And we've talked about, you know, we can go into a list of what causes inflammation. And yeah. We've talked about sugar, for example. I mean, sugar is number one. I mean, why, why is sugar? Because it elicits an insulin response. And that's why we have over 100 million diabetics in the country. You know, the American Heart Association, the, the limit of, of teaspoons of sugar per day by the American Heart Association is nine teaspoons. Now, you think that's a lot? Mm-hmm. You know, Rhett, nine teaspoons of sugar is in a glass of soda. <laughs> that's, that's, that, and that's what the maximum intake that the American Heart Association recommends. So, so basically, you know, if you're uh, eating bread or, or, or 
pastas, like like semolina pastas, or cereals, or donuts, or cakes, or potatoes, uh, and you're having teaspoons of sugar when you're coffee and tea, you're going way over nine teaspoons, and if you have a glass of soda, you're already at nine teaspoons. So the average American is probably taking in 20 to 30 teaspoons of sugar a day, and and that's why uh, you know we have so much weight gain and so much uh, diabetes and type two diabetes and 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 remember that the number one cause uh, of inflammation is insulin. Insulin uh, gets released when uh, we take in sugar, and insulin is the number one cause of uh, a chronic inflammatory response. So. Uh, our listeners need to be, and we talked about sugar. We've we've talked about it, and as a heart specialist, I can tell you this: is that uh, when it comes to what brings people to a cardiologist, a lot of people think it's cholesterol. No, it's sugar. It's absolutely, you know, taking in too much sugar in a diet. So, you know, we have to be careful of what we eat and take in. Yeah. Now, you know, the 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 doctors and the and the medical societies did a great job um, with hydrogenated oils. Do, do you remember the commercials? I mean, we're about the same age. Of where You would see the Mazzola uh, commercials. Yeah, the I remember oil those. Commercials. Sure, I remember those. You remember those? Yeah. Well, when, when, when Mazzola oil or corn oil was very common uh, uh, back in the day, we saw an exponential rise. Uh, this is amazing, Red. But when people started to use these hydrogenated oils, you know the margarines, you know, the, like like the margarine and instead of butter, uh, these trans fats, these hydrogenated oils, uh, literally caused an, an an abrupt rise in heart attack and cardiac cases. Uh, it was just amazing. I mean, it was like, you know, the 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 graph just skyrocketed as soon as people started to use these. Now the FDA took them off the market. I mean, uh, you know, when people buy a substance right now in a grocery store, uh, it'll have on the label, uh, you know, if there's trans fats, because people want zero trans fats. You don't want any trans fats in your diet at all. And, and there's still foods out there. I mean, one of the worst foods people can eat right now is microwaved popcorn, uh, because, you know, a lot of these microwave popcorns are loaded with trans fats, and these trans fats uh, cause enormous inflammation. And again, that was the Mazzola oil of yesteryear, where people would, you know, take in these margarines and blah, 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 and they would have, you know, just an abrupt onset infl- inflammatory response in the body. And uh, basically, they would, they would be laying down plaque uh, in their in their blood vessels, and that's why people uh, had an increase in, in heart disease. So, thank God the FDA did its job, and uh, you know they they got trans fats out of the foods. So that was a good thing. Another reason that people get inflamed, and I, and I think I should go over uh, you know some of these things because people do this in everyday life, um, is environmental toxins, chemicals, and heavy metals. Um, you know, I just reviewed a. Uh, 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 a blog on my website, Ageless Paws. I mean, we, we do a lot with pets, you know, and uh, we, we, we offer a lot of pet treats and healthy treats. But one of the um, uh, blogs that we did, and I, and I um, sought the uh, expertise of a veterinarian, was, was basically when, when we have environmental toxins in the environment, in our cats and dogs, for example, if we over-fertilize our, our, uh, our lawns and we put you know, chemicals in the lawn, yeah. um, and the dog walks out on the lawn and, it, and it's absorbed the chemicals you know, through its feet, you know, basically its paws, whether it's a cat or a dog, and they come in the house, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, this, this can be a dangerous toxin. Uh, these environmental toxins uh, you know, can, can cause relentless inflammation and actually cause cancer, you know. And I'll I'll never forget a case in Connecticut um, that I was privy to when I was a young doctor in my, I think it was in my late 30s, early 40s. But there was a police officer who um, uh, was involved in a... uh, uh, a traffic situation where there was a uh, an oil truck that spilled oil uh, on the highway, and the police officer uh, was there for the cleanup and uh, with his with his with his with his patrol car, he was diverting the traffic. But what happened was he was uh, he got it on his boots, you know, this environmental toxin uh, in the petroleum, and uh, he unfortunately brought it into the house uh, unknowingly. 
uh, and uh, his two-year-old, uh, unfortunately, um, got so sick uh, that the the infant died uh, as a result of these environmental toxins. And the poor police officer unknowingly, uh, you know, did this. Uh, so, you know, what 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 people need to realize is that the environment uh, that we live in today uh, is becoming, you know, more and more toxic. And, and we need measures to detoxify our body. I mean, we've talked about foreign infrared saunas. We've talked about artichoke, for example, uh, you know, detoxifying the liver, a milk thistle. You know, there's so many things that people can do to detoxify. But uh, the environment and this computerized age is causing, uh, you know, just relentless inflammation uh, mm. in the body. And it's inflammation that brings uh, people to the doctor. So, yeah, so there's all kinds of telltale signs. I just don't, what is inflammation doing in the body? What causes all these problems? Uh, did we just learn this over the past decade, or has this always yeah. been the case? Yeah, yeah, we, we've, we've learned this in the last 10 to 20 years. Uh, for example, we know that Alzheimer's disease, yes. for example, is an uh, uh, inflammatory disease. Uh, yeah. Cancer is an inflammatory disease. Yeah. Certainly heart disease uh, is, is number one. Um, you know, and, and like, um, see, what we learned is, um, let's, let's take overweight status. I, I know this is something you're struggling with personally. We, yeah. you, we, you, we commented on that. See, this is what people don't understand about overweight status. You see, when people are overweight, um, there are inflammatory chemicals um, that um, live in the body. And you, you've heard of C-reactive protein, I, I presume. It's uh, something uh, you can always get uh, tested from a doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, what causes it's, that? It, it's an index of inflammation. In other words, uh, um, uh, it... it, it when we measure the C-reactive protein in the bloodstream, uh, it can give us an idea if the person is inflamed. Mm-hmm. And what we realized in obese people, or people who are grossly overweight, is that inflammatory mediators like C-reactive protein, uh, the, the, the worst one is uh, TNF, we call it tissue necrosis factor alpha. It's an inflammatory mediator. But these inflammatory mediators, they live in fat cells. In other words, that's where their home is. Uh, and we all have them in our bodies. Uh, but the problem for the people who are like 100 pounds overweight or 50 pounds overweight is that their body has a higher amount of these inflammatory mediators. And, and that's why overweight status, you know, in the, especially in the COVID-19 you know, era, uh, is so detrimental because these, you know, we can get inflammation um, uh, from COVID-19 because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a virus bacteria, or whether it's parasites. In other words, any of these microbes uh, can cause inflammation in the body. But if the body has a lot of inflammatory mediators at the same time, and then we get exposed to an infectious disease, well, then we can get what doctors call a cytokine storm where they get, you know, more inflammation and inflammation begets inflammation. Well, what and kind of storm? We call it a cytokine, S-Y-T-O-K-I-N-E. And basically the body gets so inflamed that the tissues and the lung and, and you know, you get pneumonias and this and that. So um, one of the best things what people can do in this pandemic, and I know we talked about this before, is use this as a, a, a way of, you know, trying to eat less, lose weight, get, get, ride your bike more, get outside more, ground more, you know, eat less sugar. You know, do a reframe here where uh, if you can lose a few pounds, if you can, uh, you know, reduce the sugar in your body, uh, uh, you can reduce these inflammatory mediators and, uh, you know, actually, you know, help heal your own body. And then that's what, you know, this is the reframe of the pandemic. And I think a lot of people uh, have been doing that. And, and, and I know we've, we've, you know, addressed this, you know, tangentially uh, on, on previous shows as well. You know, one of the things that um, people don't realize, and I probably should talk about this a little bit, uh, you've heard of uh, Tylenol uh, causing liver failure. Oh, uh, I sure have. That lady died recently. I had someone yeah, come into I, the I studio. I know we mentioned it on the, on the show. My uh, case sounds over-modulated. Go ahead, Dr. Snatter. Yeah, go ahead. Keep, keep, keep talking. Yeah, uh, basically, um, 
uh, a lot of people take Advil-like derivatives and ibuprofen. I mean, look, if people have a headache and they have a miserable quality of, of, of living, it's okay to take an occasional, you know, aspirin or Advil or ibuprofen or even Tylenol for that matter if, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're miserable. The problem is, Rhett, is that a lot of people rely on these over-the-counter uh, medications and they cause harm over time. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they cause inflammation. And um, one of the uh, uh, problems with especially women, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm writing a textbook and a chapter, uh, I'm writing some chapters in a textbook of cardiology that's coming out in 2022. Mm-hmm. But, but one of the reasons why a lot of women yeah. uh, get high blood pressure is because they take these medications, you know, these, these uh, Advil derivatives or the ibuprofen derivatives, and, and it causes uh, kidney damage over time. Yeah. So it's, it's the overzealous use of these over-the-counter medications that can be problematic for some people. Uh, even women who take synthetic hormonal replacement therapies, uh, uh, you know, these types of therapies can have a downside. Uh, and some of these women can't live in their bodies, and they need these therapies because, you know, they, they have menopausal symptoms. But as a doctor and as a heart specialist, you know, I, I see these complications, uh, and I used to see them day in and day out when I was in the office, you know, years ago. So, you know, it's important for people to realize that there's so many things that can cause relentless inflammation in the body, and that over time, you know, we develop pathology and illness, and, and people get sick. Yeah, it's, uh, we got to wise up here. I mean, when you talk about that electromagnetic soup that's been... Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst, you know, and, 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 and people, um, you know, how can I say this? You know, cigarette smoke we can see, right? Mm, we can yeah. smell it, we can feel it, we can taste it. And we all know cigarette smoke causes harm. I mean, uh, you know, um, one of the things that people don't realize, but uh, when people inhale a cigarette, they're getting about 4,000 chemicals <laughs> in the body. 4,000 uh, chemicals. Yeah, from all the insecticides and pesticides that tobacco mm. is sprayed with. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, and it's like, you know, people say, oh, it's the nicotine. No, I mean, the, the, the nicotine can do some bad things, but it's, it's the chemicals uh, and, and, the, and the fertilizers uh, and the sprays that, uh, uh, you know, it, that are on tobaccos. But, but this wireless... Uh, radiation and EMF. Uh, you know, we we live in this invisible soup, and uh, and and like I said, you know, people, you know, they may go to a doctor and say, you know, doc, I don't hear as well, or I'm getting a ringing in my ears, uh, or or they may go to a doctor with headaches or or high blood pressure or anxiety or depression, uh, but they don't address it or they don't uh, think about. That you know they're living in a 5G environment, or they're they're living in this uh, invisible electromagnetic field that causes problems. Now, the number one problem across the world, I'll I'll tell you this, Mm -hmm. is sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this: Do you sleep as well uh, today as it did like 30 or 40 years ago? I I don't. I don't. I have to have to say, but of course, I I find the night hours very interesting to do my artwork, to read, to write poetry. I like it when the whole world is going to sleep, but I tend to sleep in a little, and then I got to get up early to do my show, you know? So right. I, I don't know if I count, but uh, also I'm supposed to be using one of those machines for breathing. Oh, you use a CPAP machine. Well, yeah. I don't because it, I wake up and I tear it off my face, and it feels like, you know, I've got to get used to it. But uh, Dr. Mallon, who's been a sponsor of the show for 20 years with Center for Advanced Eye Care, he uses one. Uh, David Walsh, who was in here early this morning, 95 years of age, still runs his own real estate firm. He uses one. Former sheriff of Indian River County, former commissioner Gary Wheeler. Uh, and they all say that their lives were changed by those machines. Well, yeah. I mean, look, sleep deprivation is a is a big cause of, of inflammation and, and illness and pathology. So, uh, no, sleep is important. And, uh, um, you know, if you, if you use a CPAP machine and you're breathing in oxygen mm-hmm. or you, you, you're getting positive pressure through the nasal passage, see, a lot of people are mouth breathers. Um, you know, even myself, I mean, I, yeah. I broke my nose a couple of times in high school and college athletics. And, uh, I bet you there's you a know, story behind that. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had three surgeries on my nose. I mean, it's it was like uh, oh my word. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, I had the first time I broke my nose. I was in eighth grade in wrestling, and uh, I got an elbow in the nose, and uh, you know that was, that's where it all started. And then um, you know it, it continued in you know high school football and college wrestling and everything else. Let me but, ask you uh, this. Let me ask you this. Did. Uh... Did academics always come easily to you? Uh, not really. No. Was I, your dad I, I, a doctor? No, no. My dad, uh, he was in advertising, and he worked two jobs. You're kidding. Uh, You're, I'm yeah. in advertising. Is your, is your, your dad's not still alive, is he? No, 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 no. He, he, he worked in the Empire State Building. He was on the 19th no. floor. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, I used to go to New York and take a train for 25 cents when I was a kid. And uh, from Long Island, and uh, you know, visit my dad. It was great. I used, I used to, to come down him. from Poughkeepsie. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. Well, the Empire State Building was a great, you know, <clears throat> tourist uh, attraction because people would take the elevators up and you know look at the, the, the city. And when, oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and when the movie yeah. King Kong came out, you know, yeah. when I was a kid, I mean, yeah. everybody wanted to go to the Empire State Building. You know, yeah. it was like a, it was like an icon. Oh you know? yeah, definitely. Now, let me ask you this though. Uh, from an outsider, you seem like a very brilliant man. You understand that. I mean, you you certainly have found the love of your life, and you love to ingest a whole lot of information and disseminate it, and you get a kick out of saving people's lives and, and adding uh, years to their lives. But how is it, uh, I mean, and your son seems to be very intelligent, too. He did extremely well on Wall Street, probably too well, and that's why it affected his health. Thank God he's okay now, but... So, do you think this is? Do you think it's a natural thing you're born with, or do you think we have potential and you just happen to act on it and had a love of learning? Because I mean, you're continually continuing continuing training, right? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I still write books. I, I yeah. write, pod, you know, I do podcasts. I, I go to conferences. Uh, you know, some of the conferences are online now. They're not, they're, they're not like they used to be, where you know we would talk on a podium in front of hundreds or thousands of people. Now we just, you know, talk in front of a computer and use slides. Uh, how do, uh, how but, do you like that experience with this COVID thing, the uh, Zoom? Uh, it, you know, I, I, it's hard to talk to a computer because. Uh, uh, when you're talking to an audience, you know, mm, uh, yes. you know, somebody may raise their hand, they ask a question, and it's more personal uh, when you when you're talking very live, you know, uh, to an audience, and uh, um, it's 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 so, it's so much more natural when you talk to a computer or a screen. It's, it, I mean, you get used to it, but it's it's not the same. No, it does it's, not replace the human touch. Exactly. Something about looking somebody in the eye. That's why even with the the rich and famous, I always try to do my initial interviews face-to-face, even if it entails traveling, because once we've we've connected, then you remember the person's eyes, you know the mannerisms, you've connected somehow, the person feels safe giving forth information to you. But, yeah, there's nothing to replace that. I was was listening to an old Johnny Carson interview, and he was saying how uh, he's very shy uh, with with one-on-one. But yet, when he gets in front of a crowd of hundreds, he's in control and feels very confident. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. If I have 10 people in here, I'll get nervous. But with just you and I, and there's one person listening at a time, it doesn't matter if there's 10,000 people at this moment listening to this. It's it's one-on-one. It's you and me, and it's that one person. And that's how I see it. Whereas you get in front of a crowd, and they're all looking up at you. That can be... <laughs> well, you know, and you know, I mean, people get energized by by the energy in the room as well. So but you're, it, you're, it works. Both you're ways. an amazing uh, mixture. You are a man of intellect, but you're also a man of emotion, because I think what fuels you is a, a genuine concern for your fellow man. You obviously, I mean, you're at the point you're in your early seventies. Yeah, world famous cardiologist. You have all these books to your credit. You could just say to your wife, "Hey, honey, let's just go down to the beach, and that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to sleep in late every day the rest of my life, and just play on the beach." How come you don't do that? Because I've seen so many men retire early and they died. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then, you know what? You know what? I mean, um, you know, look. Seventy is a new fifty. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm into, you know, natural healing modalities. I take a lot of vitamin and nutraceuticals, and 
and uh, you know I believe in metabolic cardiology and um, uh, I believe in earthing and grounding and uh, you know all that stuff uh, um, being a doctor uh, you you know what works uh, and it takes decades it, you don't learn about medicine overnight it's it's uh, you know this is the one profession that uh, I really believe the more gray hairs you have mm-hmm. and the more active you are as a as a physician, uh, the smarter you get, yeah. or the older you get. And um, even some of my colleagues who are my age, I mean, these guys are getting brighter and brighter and brighter. I yeah. mean, I, I just uh, I just love it. So the, the days of retiring at sixty five are over. They're, they're over. Thank God. Well, yeah. it's, it's kind of like when I go when I get on a jet. I like to lean my head into the aisle and look up, and if I see gray on the on the back of the head of, of the hair on the on the captain, I'm very compl. I'm very com- I'm more com- That's right. <laughs> That's right. You, 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 I tell you, it, it's important. You know, it's like even like surgeons. I mean, I, I think surgeons uh, are in their prime from like you know fifty to seventy. I really do. I mean, I I, I think they've had that experience. Uh, you know, when it comes to the healing profession, um, okay, you you need a few brain cells. You you need to be a little bright, but there's nothing like experience. Right? Experience yeah. is the best teacher. There's no doubt about it. And, yeah, uh, you kind of got to jump in and you start swimming, and you get better and better as the years go by. And the more complications you see, and 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 the more you fix people. Uh, you realize uh, what works and what doesn't work, and uh, it's and 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 the thing is, a good physician or a good healer, they have multiple tools in their in their chest. And in other words, they're not Johnny One Notes. In other words, they have multiple modalities that they can choose from. Because if if A doesn't work, they go to B. If B doesn't work, they go to C. And the thing is, they they do it almost unconsciously, where they they just roll with it. And 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 that's the that's the greatest joy for me about you know healing people is that. There's so many different ways, and again, there's there's emotional healing, there's physical healing, uh, there's so many aspects of healing you can bring to the table. And your subconscious. Now you've got a really bright mind. Okay, let me ask you: Do you ever get a massage? Uh, yeah, I used to okay. uh, frequently until I met a uh, a very very bright Egyptian. Um, he was an Egyptian. He was a gifted. Egyptian mathematician. I was lecturing. I met him in Montreal, and uh, he was. He came from a line of uh, Egyptians uh, that lived in Cairo, and this guy was brilliant. This guy was so brilliant. uh, He had he had magical powers, you know. And uh, he lived in Montreal a third of the year, Switzerland a third of the year, and in Cairo a third of the year. And when I was at this Montreal conference and I, I met him, uh, I was absolutely amazed. And uh, uh, I was getting a massage there by a by a, a woman from Czechoslovakia. She was a great massage therapist. And because I was so, uh, you know, appreciative of this lecturing uh, Egyptian guy, um, I bought him a massage. In other words, I gave him a gift. And... Uh, uh, I walked up to him and I said, "You know, I, 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 I got this for you." And he, he looked me right in the eye, Red, and he said to me, "You know, I'm an energy guy." And he goes, "I don't like anybody touching my body, unless if it's my wife or if, unless if it's intimacy or, or love or blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And he said, "I don't want to have anybody's energy field come into my energy field." Now, this was a profound, you know, this was interesting, and you know how. Um, uh, you know, it was just an experiential conversation I had with him. But you know what he said to me? He says, give the massage to somebody else. <laughs> and ever since that, that uh, interaction I had with this guy, uh, I don't think I had a massage. <laughs> well, it's funny. It had such an impact on me because basically you're... When, whenever somebody touches your body, because I know as a doctor, you know, like when when I touch another person's body, or I'm listening to their heart, or I put my hand over their chest, you know, or the back of their neck, um, I realize that you know I'm taking in another person's energy field because the energy field of a human being goes at least six feet, you know, and I. 
Didn't we talk about this on uh, a previous show? Where, no. What? Uh, yeah, I think we did. On what? Look, Everybody has had everybody has had this experience. I know it because I, I've lectured on this. You're sitting in a movie theater, right? Yeah. Uh, although no, nobody goes to the movies now because of COVID. But think about years ago. You're sitting in a movie theater, and you're sitting next to somebody, and all of a sudden you're feeling uneasy, and you're feeling anxious, or you know, you're feeling just not well. You just don't feel right. You know, you, you, something's wrong. And basically, the person next to you is seething with anger. They have this incredible anger, and it's infiltrating your energy field. Uh, but you don't understand why. So, you know, um, uh, for me, uh, this has happened to me in, a, in the movie theater, and I would, I would sense that, uh-oh, the person next to me is infiltrating my space, uh, and I would move to another row. And instantly, I would feel better, you know? Um, so it's... The energy field of of humans or pets, uh, you know, well, they they, they go several feet out of the body. Well, that, uh, you know, that's why if, if you have a pet in your arms, right? Yeah. And that pet is giving you unconditional love, and it's you know, and it's panting or it's looking at you with those eyes, and and you and you're and you're in that space, or you where the cat is resting on your chest while you're sleeping. Well, and they say purring. people that have pets this live longer. This is incredible stuff. They say it's, people that have pets live longer. Of course they do. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's been written up in the medical literature. I mean, uh, Dr. James Lynch, he, he wrote The Broken Heart out of Baltimore, Ph.D., just an incredible guy. And, uh, no, pets can make you live longer. There's no doubt about it. You know, the love and energy of a pet is, is awesome. Um, and I'll tell you, Rhett, I became a better cardiologist because I had pets all my life. I mean, I learned about pets. I learned what, what pets bring to the table. And, uh, uh, and I know we talked about this. I mean, I, I remember telling people who lost their spouses, and they had no, you know, they, they would go home to a lonely house, and I would tell them to adopt pets. And I would tell them, you know, to go to these homes and let the pet choose you. And, uh, you know, people would come back to the office and give me a hug and a kiss and say, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life, and, and thanks for suggesting it. Because, again, pets who give you unconditional love, uh, can transmit that, and it's really you know this 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 invisible well, energy uh, that we take in from a pet that is just well you know, also children that have not been defiled by this world filled with trickery. Uh, I, I love hanging around little kids and their joy, and they have such insight. Like that little three-year-old Jennifer who opened up the closet door uh, at my mother's uh, condo, and she looks in the closet and she goes, "Oh, look at all the time in the closet!" Isn't yeah. that amazing? That's, that's a amazing. three-year-old. That's poetry. Yeah. Look at all the and, time. And Red, what do kids do that adults don't do? Uh, I mean, I mean, they 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 do it maybe three hundred times a day, as opposed to an adult maybe doing it five times a day. What, I don't know what what laughter. Yes, they laugh. Yes, they laugh. And the thing is, I mean, Norman Cousins uh, taught us this, that, you know, laughter reduces endorphins in the body, the feel-good hormones, you know, spontaneously. And whenever we laugh, uh, you know, we're healing the body. But people don't laugh that much anymore. It's well, just amazing. You, know, you want to know why. First of all, uh, there's a lot of humor out there. You know, you've got somebody who's intelligent like Jerry Seinfeld. I've been to see him three times. I've been in his company. The guy doesn't swear. Uh, you know, he may say GD or something, which I don't appreciate, yeah. but he g- generally doesn't swear. Okay, then you got other people, they, they just all this, all this potty mouth crap, and they think it's funny. It's infantile. It's a fixation on their genitalia, an infantile fixation. And it's not, I don't find it funny at all. It's not intellectual. It doesn't go into, and anybody that laughs, it's like, I don't get it. So, so I think we're lacking, <clears throat> we need more, we need better comedians. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, really, you know, good, funny laughter stuff. Well, the, you know, other thing, the other thing is this. There's a thing today where people are stupid. It's for fools. Cool is for fools. That's a Red Palmer saying. Cool is for fools because it's pride. People think, well, it's not cool to laugh, man. i got to be cool. And they're like, it's like, it's, I believe it's a spiritual deception by demonic forces that rob people out of pride and arrogance, and they think it's not cool. Who wants to be cool? It's so stupid. Pride ruins people's lives. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Tommy Rosa will tell you that. I mean, he, he heard that in heaven. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, pr- 
Pride can be a uh, an Achilles heel, no doubt about it. Overzealous well, pride. The Bible says uh, the Lord resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And it also written in Proverbs uh, from the wisest man that ever lived that said, uh, "Humility is before riches, honor, and life." Well, you know that you're a doctor. Right. You're right. teachable. You're always learning new stuff. Okay, if you're flexible and teachable, you have humility. People who don't have humility have a rough time of it in life. No, I agree. You know? I agree 100%. Now, I want to take a break, but when we come back, I do want to talk more about this electromagnetic soup that we're all involved with. Like, for instance, should I be concerned that I'm wearing a headset that's plugged in? If it's plugged into the wall, uh, probably... It's plugged into my system, which uh, it gives me the sound. I guess it goes back into the, uh, the production room the, behind the glass. Yeah, but it's not a wireless system. It's no. plugged into the electricity. Of, yeah. uh, it's grounded. No, that's, you, that's you, right. you're okay. Yeah, and in other words, I, I think what we need to talk about is what are some of the solutions for this toxic EMF and this microwave smog that we live in? Maybe we'll, after the break we can talk about that. Okay. In other words, and it's what called, can people do to, to make their homes safer? Okay, what can people do to make their homes safer? Uh, because a good friend of mine that was a very famous cardiologist in this area saved my life, Dr. Jackson, his father. He was an African-American man, very brilliant. Live, his father lived to be 97. Well, he died, I think, in his late 40s. He always had that dang mag, mag, uh, whatever it was, cell phone up to his ear even when we had dinners together, and he got cancer around the ear and died. And I, still, oh, yeah. I swear it was that stupid phone that took his life prematurely. Yes, sir. Yep. We've got to take a break. We're, we're talking with Dr. Sinatra. We'll be right back. You and I in a series of getting and staying healthy together. Keep it right here because it's not over yet. All right, we can continue with our show. Uh, you and I in a series of getting and staying healthy together. Dr. Sinatra is on the line. Good morning, Dr. Sinatra. How are you today? I'm feeling well. Good to have you here. What is, we're going to talk about electromagnetic soup. This is uh, the things that are in your home that could be killing you. Uh, what is exactly EM, is it EMF? Yeah, electromagnetic uh, wireless forces. I mean, uh, let me give you an example. One of the things you don't want to have in your home mm-hmm. is like a deck phone. Um, in other words, you, 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 you don't want to have a little wireless phone in your house because uh, that's like having like a cell phone tower next to your bed, if it's next to your bed. Um, these deck phones, um, uh, I, would, I would throw them away. And, uh, you know, I would talk on a wired phone. Like, for example, I'm doing this interview with you. Um, I'm on a wired uh, uh, phone. You know, it's plugged into the wall, and uh, it's, like, you know, it's, like, it's like the princess phone, the phones of yesteryear. So um, the most important thing you can do in your home is you, you don't want to have this invisible uh, 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 electronic soup that's, you know, permeating your DNA or going through your body. I mean, you talked about this doctor who had a cell phone next to his ear, and, uh, you know, he died of, breath, uh, of brain cancer. Um, and it, it does not have to be brain cancer. Uh, I'll never forget this, Red. I was in Montauk Point, and we both know about Montauk Point because you're a, a Martha's Vineyard guy or a mm-hmm. Nantucket guy. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I was there about 10 years ago. Um, one of my friends rented a house out there, and I, I went to visit him. And the contractor who uh, rented the house to him uh, was missing his thumb. Uh, that was amputated. And, he, and uh, uh, for some reason, I, I asked him what happened to his thumb, and he said, well, um, I used to always um, talk with my cell phone, and um, uh, I got cancer uh, of, of, of his thumb. And uh, no. he used to hold it in a certain way. Uh, and basically, uh, you know, that's what the doctor told him, you know, the surgeon, <laughs> that it was his cell phone that gave him the cancer, you know, no. that was 10 years ago. But remember, cell phones 10 years ago were more toxic than they are today. I mean, they, they, they've, they've gotten a little bit better, and uh, there's more awareness about it and stuff like that. But, but again, you know, I mean, um, that was just a, a person that I had met, and, uh, you know, he had his thumb amputated. Just, just like, but better the thumb than your brain, you know. And, and, and we've heard, all heard of politicians, famous politicians who've developed brain cancer and stuff like that. And, and, and I suspect that uh, this was a lot of the uh, wireless radiation uh, from a cell phone. So, so how do you protect yourself? I mean, you know, um, you know, one of the things that men do that I, gee, it really bothers me. I, 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 
you know, men put a cell phone in their trousers, and uh, uh, there's research that demonstrate that if you put a cell phone in your front pocket, your sperm can, production goes down 400%. And uh, um, that's why there's a lot of sterile men out in the in, the, in society today because uh, of electromagnetics. Because remember, the most sensitive tissues to this electromagnetic fr- frequencies are the heart tissue, the brain tissue, and the reproductive tissue. Uh, you know, the liver and the spleen. You know, they can uh, with a lung tissue. I mean, they can fight it off, but uh, not the gonads, not the brain or the heart, because they're very very sensitive. So, um, you know. Men need to be very, very privy to this, but when they put a cell phone in their in their trousers, uh, you know they're they're hurting themselves. Um, people, you know, I I mentioned the deck phone. I mean, um, we we really want to use the Ethernet. Um, so at home, uh, I would tell people to get the Wi-Fi out of their homes and you know pay a little bit of extra money and get their computers wired into the wall. Uh, you don't want that that those antennas. Uh, um, you know, putting out Wi-Fi. I mean, look at World War II uh, when um, uh, sailors uh, on, who were close to radar were getting, you know, breast cancers and stuff like that. That's not unheard of in a male. I mean, it's a very, very rare situation. But it happened, you know, during uh, uh, wars and conflicts with radar and stuff like that. So, in other words, you know, people can't see these vibrations because they're invisible. And uh, they, they insidiously, you know, cause pathology. So um, I would tell people that um, the most important thing they can do is just raise your awareness. Uh, uh, you know, another thing that I don't like in homes are microwaves, you know, where people do microwave cooking. Yeah. I have never seen a microwave that hasn't leaked radiation. I mean, I've tested So don't stand next to dozens. it. Oh, my God. My, my nurse got brain cancer, and uh, I, I told you this story Did when I went die? to her house. Oh yeah! Oh, definitely. She died. What uh, she was my best nurse. She was incredible. I what mean, happened? she was with me for thirty years. She um, um, she lived uh, in Connecticut uh, next to uh, uh, high tension wires, which was a bad thing. Oh, um, brother! And then when I visited her home when she developed brain cancer, um, she had a cordless phone uh, in the kitchen, uh. and. Um, uh, at times, she would be on the cordless phone. But the worst situation, and I tested her kitchen with my electrosmog devices, if she had the microwave on, you yeah. know, the oven, and was talking on her cordless phone at the same time, oh. the amount of radiation went off the charts, Rhett. Went off the charts. I mean, I, it was immeasurable. You know what I mean? Mm. And And when she was talking at a certain spot in the room, where both these frequencies were coming in, um, I'm, I'm convinced that it caused uh, so, what we so, call, you know, so when I'm sitting, you know, when I'm standing, brain. when I'm standing in front of my microwave, uh, I, I'm impatiently waiting for the food to get done. I should back off and you're take. You're cooking yourself. Uh, you're cooking yourself. You're uh, you're you're cooking, you're cooking your heart, your brain, and your gonads. I mean, you, uh, honestly. I would tell you to throw your microwave out or just take it out and make it into a closet. Now, I do know you're not supposed to eat any meat for at least one minute after it's been cooking because you'll swallow it. It's still, it's still being cooked by the microwaves, and it will cook your stomach. That's what I was told. Well, it makes sense to me. I mean, I, do you not I, use I it at all? I'll tell you the truth. I wouldn't even have a microwave in the home. No, I really, why? I, would, I wouldn't why? even use it. I mean, why, why, why do it? Why eat dead food? <laughs> It's radiation. It's going to kill the food. It's going to. It's going to just. You know. It's going to be food. It's going to be calories. But it's going to be dead calories. You know. Wow, that's disturbing. Well, look. I mean, look. I mean, let's face it. It's a. It's trade-offs. I mean, some people need to cook with microwaves. Okay. I mean, you know, or, or oh. you know, they they have no other way of cooking. Um, What's this but, device? What's this device you have? Can I get one? How can I test my my microwave? Oh, oh yeah. Actually, the, 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 my favorite one is made in Israel. I think the Israelis uh, have the best technology. It's called a rad meter, an RAD. Um, it's called, I believe, a 140. If you Google it, um, uh, the, uh, you know, these are little devices that you can get. These are electro smog devices. It's like having like a German Shepherd in your in your in your, in your pocket, so to speak. You know, smog. Um, yeah, it's an electric smog device. You can Google it, and and the one I like is it's called a rad meter, 
and and I think the Israelis have the best technology on this. I really do. Now, um, when it detects smog, like in the air? yeah, electromagnetic. In other words, microwave smog. Uh, uh, it, it it detects the waves it can't see, feel, touch, taste, or smell. Uh, it, 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 it detects radiation. Uh, so in other words, you could use it in your home or near your computers, but um, like if you had like a cordless phone, you know, the radiation would go off the charts. If you had a microwave, you, the radiation goes off the charts. So, you know, it's like having a warning device because, again, people can't see, feel, or smell it. You know, they just need to be warned. Like I said before, it's like having a German Shepherd in your pocket. Instead of barking, it's just going to go off. And, and uh, um, you know, when I used to go to hotel rooms when I was uh, when I was on the lecture circuit or when I was you know talking about my books across the country, yeah. I used to always test hotel rooms, you know, for electric ah. smog with my detectors. I used to, and if the if the room had so much radiation in it, I wouldn't go into it. I would just you know ask to change the room. And fortunately, a lot, a lot of the people would uh, you know allow me to do it. So. You know, it's important to to be privy to this information. It really is. The other thing I would tell people to do is where you sleep is your haven. You must, you must get the electric the electricity out of the bedroom. Now, if you want to have a lamp plugged into to your bed, that's okay. But, you know, unplug it when you go to sleep. Uh, you don't want TVs in your room. You don't want stereos in your room. You certainly don't want a cordless phone in your, in your bedroom. What about I mean, my pod? I, I watch a lot of movies on my pod, my iPod. On your iPod? Yeah. yeah iPad. IPad. You, right? iPad, excuse me. Yeah, uh, but that's wireless, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's going to disturb your melatonin, and uh, it's—I mean, I mean, I, I would say this: if you have difficulty sleeping, or if you're waking up multiple times in the yeah. middle of the night, yeah. uh, it could be your iPad that's that's draining your your natural melatonin. Oh, you know, it could be that. And I would tell people to go barefoot as much as they can. You yeah. know, we talked about that. Uh, you know. Um, and sleep grounded. I, I'm a big fan of sleeping grounded. I mean, I, I, I just How do you think sleep grounded? You can, you can get like a grounded sheet. You, you plug it into the wall. As, as long as your home is, is, is well grounded. In other words, homes built after the 1980s, I mean, you know, the last 40 years are, 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 are grounded very well. It's, 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 you know, How I, are they grounded I, better now? Uh, because, you know, um, you know how when you were a kid, you lived in a home and you went to an electric socket and it had two prongs? Yeah. You know, the yeah. house was ungrounded. But now uh. you plug into an electric socket, you plug into a grounded, you know, that little bevel, that little, you know, in other words, it's, it's, it's two horizontals and one uh, circular, right? Uh. So that little circular that goes in is, is grounded. So basically uh, most homes that are built after the 1980s in the last 40 years are normally grounded, but like when when people buy a grounded sheet, you know if they go to grounded.com or earthing.net or any of those websites, uh, and they get a grounded sheet, it'll come with an electrical device that when you plug it in, two yellow lights will light up, demonstrating that the house is properly grounded. So you're you, you're going to be, be be grounded. In other words, you don't want to be ungrounded, sleeping grounded, because you might get you know dirty electricity coming into the house, and that can make it worse. Uh, so, you know, when I, I like in, sleeping grounded, I think sleeping yeah. grounded is the is the way to go. And uh, and I again, was, I for any you know, I'm a big believer in targeted nutraceuticals, vitamins, minerals, coenzyme mm-hmm. Q10. These will all help electromagnetic micro smog because remember, when you get exposed to this wireless energies, it creates oxidative stress. It ages the body. Um, it it um, uh, it causes accelerated aging. Uh, and basically, if you take nutraceuticals, especially coenzyme Q10 um, or, or melatonin, because those are the first two nutraceuticals that, that be sacrificed against electric smog, when you take these, and, and I love omega-3s, you know, like uh, squid oil or calamarine oil or fish oils, I, I love omega-3s because... Sardines. Um, Sardines, absolutely. Salmon and sardines, migratory salmon and sardines. But when you take these nutraceuticals, um, you're, you're, you're building the... Um, the resistance of the body as well. So, mm. you know, it's important to do these things. And, well, and people can do them. It's so simple. Yeah. It's just, they just need the awareness. That's all. All right. Dr. Sinatra, what is the website where people can find out more about you? Um, they, 
can go to drsinatra.com. They can go to um, Vervana. That's my healthy food website, V-E-R-V-A-N-A.com. And then it's agelesspoise.com. And any of those websites are good. And I if they t- want information, yeah. if they just want to read stuff, yeah. they can go to heartmdinstitute.com. Heartmdinstitute. Yeah, that's a lot of lot of information. Oh my God, it's loaded with information. So you know, mm. all we want to do, Brett, you do it, I do it. We just want to empower people to 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 get well. That's all we want in life, right? We that's, want to do our job. That's right. That's what we want to do. We want to help people get healthy, stay healthy. We all want to live as long as we can. Uh, I don't know what's on the other side, but I do know right now uh, it's great to be alive and. Uh, and learning how to do that. Uh, you know, when I, I think you'd get a kick out of this, though. Maybe this is why I'm a talk host. When I was a little boy, uh, I lived at a house till I was five. So it had to happen somewhere between one and five. And it was Christmas time. And uh, one of the bulbs was missing in the outside Christmas lights, right? So, uh, Dr. Sinatra, I stuck my finger into the light bulb socket. Yes. Sat there going. I couldn't take my finger out until somebody pulled me out. That's right. I wonder what damage that did. Um, it it may have done some damage and it may have not. I mean, you know, I uh, you don't sound like you're damaged. I mean, you're you're an older <laughs> guy right now, so you know. <laughs> Look at it this way, Red. Look at it this way. Yeah. When Hiroshima was bombed, right? Yeah. The people that lived close closest to the radiation all got cancer and died, right? Or they burned. Yeah. And then the people that lived, um, let's say, uh, uh, maybe a half a mile away. Did better than the people living, let's say, a mile away. This is a, this is amazing stuff. You know why? This is incredible. The radiation that they got absolutely killed a lot of parasites in people's bodies. Mm-hmm. In other words, a little radiation was good, but massive amounts of radiation was bad. So the, the this is incredible stuff. You know, we we think there's a lot of bad things in the environment, but some of these bad things to a minor degree, can be helpful because the body has a lot of, like, like I said before, like parasites, microbes that are killed by radiation. Mm-hmm. So I use that as an example because in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, when people lived at a certain distance from the, from the, the center of the atomic blast, yeah. they had excessive longevity. Think about that. Say this Incredible again. Stuff. When they what? When they lived at a certain distance, they had better longevity. Oh, huh. than, they Amazing. lived longer than people who were closest to the blast or further away wow, from the blast. Wow, we got to talk about that next week. We're out of time for today. The computer will automatically kick us off. Dr. Sinatra, you're always a joy, joy, joy to speak with, and I appreciate All right, you. Brett, we'll see you next week. God bless you. All we right, love bye-bye. you, Dr. Sinatra. Thank you very much, sir.